Hello and welcome everyone to the Weird Name Pod. I am your host, Bagel Gabe, and today I have with me... Noah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Noah, yeah, everybody. That's my name. That's my last name and my first name. Man, how are you doing, man? Uh, I'm good. I'm in my room right now, which is being redone, so it looks like I'm in like a... Uh, like on a film set or something all the walls are white but you know it's light in here which is nice nice for sure it is not very light where i am it just rained very hard and i was very scared that it was going to continue throughout this podcast but thankfully it stopped right before wow because it was it was extremely loud i it was weird wow i we're getting we're supposed to be getting rain like in a couple days so maybe that's the storm that is coming towards us you know hitting you first you never know could be never know Yes, today we're essentially going to talk about kind of just whatever. There's not really any plan, but the last time I, well, aside of Noah's podcast, the last time we essentially collaborated in a sense was when I interviewed him when he was doing a music project that he's no longer doing. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm still (laughs) doing music just under a different name. Exactly. Yeah. And different like styles and everything. So, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Do you want to plug that? Um, yeah, I could plug it. Yeah, it's uh, right now I'm doing music under the artist name Before Jane, and I have one album out and also an EP, like an acoustic kind of EP. So you could check out that if you would, if you like indie rock singer songwriter stuff, I guess. Very good, very good. Also, there's a different, it, it, it almost falls under for me. It sounds similar to what you were doing beforehand, which was like the Christmas EP. Yeah, yeah. So more, you know, more like, um, oh, what's the word? Like home brewed kind of like in like more, not grassroots in the fact like the style, but more just like it's very grounded in like it feels like it. It doesn't feel like a studio, like big production. Like it feels like there was someone behind it, you know, like, I mean, it's just me in my room. So I try to yeah. make it, I try to make it feel as professional as possible while still kind of maintaining a sense of, uh, like a groundedness again, just, I think, cause that's kind of yeah. part of the, the style kind of more low key, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I was curious to ask, cause I don't think I ever officially asked, what was like the big decision? Because it wasn't just a name change. It was a whole stylistic change as well. And I was wondering what really made you do that? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. So it was with Daydream Immigrant, which was my old project. That was kind of the first project I started. I was more um, electronic based, you know, more instrumental electronic based. And that was kind of my first that's what I got into first when I started getting into music production and that was like what I that's kind of how I learned everything through just kind of doing that you know it's also it's honestly the easiest style to work with when you're learning how to produce music because I think uh, there's just so many resources out for it and it's like the easiest one like if you get a loop and then you get like a drum loop and then you kind of do like a synth line over it it's just very um it's it's easy to do that and also i was just into that music at the time uh then i released a single under that name uh where it was a more it was kind of a mix between the two styles where like there was electronic elements but i was singing and i think i played the ukulele on it um so it was kind of like a met like you could see where my style was going 
Um, but then, you know, I was working on songs. I uh, was working on this the record that's out now. I released it like uh, last year sometime. I think it was July. And I just feel... Sounds I, about right. I felt like the style... Like it didn't fit with the music I had made before, you know? And I wanted yeah. to kind of make something kind of distance myself from that just because I wanted to like have like a clean slate, try to create like a different kind of discography that was more curated, you know, because before it was like yeah. just what I, I was just trying my best to make whatever I wanted to, you know, and which is, oh, yeah. which is great. But I just felt like with the stylistic change and just kind of like it's always feels different when you're releasing something under a new brand name it feels kind of more like you have more creative freedom to expand into new territory so that was kind of the decision behind it you know just trying to because i mean it is a stylistic change for sure and so yeah it definitely made sense to kind of switch up the name because if you did release it under de it would be so weird to find that album and see oh what what else what else has he done exactly yeah (laughs) it's like you're looking through you're looking through the back catalog and it's like what is what is this yeah uh yeah so it's and then so now i have yeah the album i also yeah i even did a christmas album under before jane which was more like i made it in like two weeks uh just kind Mm of uh i like i with that one i gave myself literally two weeks i was like i'm gonna make whatever i can in two weeks you know because i think a lot of my a lot of what I struggle with is like not knowing when I'm ki- I'm done with something, you know, I'll just keep working oh, yeah, on it and working sure. on it until, uh, until I hate it and then I won't never release it. <laughs> and so that, so that was just like, I was, when I made that, I was in the middle of the, my f- debut record that I was putting out in the middle of making that. And so I was like, I'm just going to give myself two weeks, um, and see what I can put out in get together in that time and so yeah i've got that i've got the record and then i've got the passerby ep which i record i recorded that like kind of over quarantine it was like in may Mm -hmm. um because i had just finished school and i wanted to record something i've been writing stuff but it's kind of hard to do school and record songs yeah for sure (laughs) (laughs) typically but yeah but yeah i'm curious to know when did your love for music necessarily begin and what was it what was it with? What were like the introductory artists essentially for yourself? Oh man. Uh I got to think. It's so it's hard because like my what I've loved has changed over time so much. You yeah, know? Yeah, for sure. Um I think I grew up in like a pretty evangelical like background, you know, Christian background. Yeah. And so the I mean, so I th- and it was like early 2000s, so that's right when the more like it like you could i think the best way is just praise music you know because it's like they've yeah. added drums and like maybe bass but you know it's still got the same like core progression the simple progression yeah. you know and yeah. so um but i i definitely got into growing up like uh bands like Reliant k and switchfoot and stuff like those are pretty basic um bands to get into when you are growing up in that environment just because like those are the ones people always point to but like it definitely grabbed onto a lot of the chord progressions and stuff in that even though i didn't really know what chord progressions were but looking back i can kind of see like i can look at what i like now and pull comparisons uh for sure 
but then Definitely. like when i turned 13 or stuff uh something around there i definitely was getting more into like electronic stuff just because i was really interested in creating music and so stuff like um daft punk was big m83 was big just a lot of um really even more sometimes ex- experimental uh electronic but more mm-hmm. pop based electronic and so that's what I was getting into there. And now, you know, I'm into all different kinds of things. Like I love classic 60s, classic rock, which I think you can see when you pull back to some of the music, like the contemporary Christian music, the more like left field stuff that I was into when I was a kid. Um, yeah. They were definitely really inspired by that, you know? I mean, who isn't? And so yeah. that kind of, yeah, I can see the 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 strands that that kind of pull through all the music itself very melodic based oh, very yeah. chord progression har- harmony based like i gotta have a nice a nice build you know into a nice structure around the song and so i think th- that's kind of the line you can draw but yeah now i'm really just i'll listen to pr- pretty much anything even if like i don't love everything i'll give everything yeah. a chance and I can kind of find something I like in most genres. That's a very messy mm-hmm. answer, but you know, it's yeah, a it's a really weird uh, like journey I've taken through music, like what I'm into, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for me, I can definitely kind of relate to like I think half the time growing up, maybe like I don't know, zero to twelve or something like that. It was mainly half the time it was K Love. <laughs> Oh man! Essentially, <laughs> and but what so, is it positive? Uh, what is positive encouraging or whatever? What's the catchphrase? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's funny. I remember a couple of years ago because there was like, of course, like a, a gap of me like not listening to Caleb. Then mm-hmm. like a couple of years ago, uh, turned it on. It's like, wait, these are the same exact songs. Yeah, it's like. Did they not add anything new? It's like, uh, it's like, um like a nostalgia wave it's like is this uh is this the throwback week i turned on this yeah too? yeah for real <laughs> oh man Jeez, but yeah they also ha- i remember i'm pretty sure i don't know if they still have it they had like a weekly song download mm. i'm pretty sure or maybe it was monthly i don't remember exactly but yeah I, there are some stuff i got into that way um i think the biggest one my biggest <laughs> christian jam as a kid was moved by mercy me <laughs> oh that's a good song yeah yeah that, that's actually not bad just that kind of like you know it kind of skirts the line between like a maroon five kind of vibe because you've got a lot of like the rhythmic guitar stuff um so it skirts the line between like pop rock and straight rock you know that's kind of what the christian praise i yeah. feel like that's kind of what pra- the christian like, praise contemporary music is at least mm-hmm. it was i mean i'm not sure Right now, it's probably yeah, sure. like like hip hop beats. I don't know what it is right now. Maybe but. I don't know. Is yeah. that what Toby Max doing? Is he into trap now? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't you know. be surprised now. That I, I think. I think it might be a little too early for trap. They you gotta wait about five years till the trend's <laughs> gone, and then they'll get into it. You know. Oh man, <laughs> jeez, that's too true. Um, but yeah, so it was. It was essentially that growing up and then aside of that it was kind of whatever soundtrack from whatever disney movies there were or even pixar i remember i have to find i'm sure i still have it somewhere but i had the toy story 2 soundtrack on cassette wow (laughs) 
That's yes. that's pretty cool. I would like to listen to the Toy Story 2 soundtrack on cassette right now. It's oh, great, same here, man. It's a, a great, great soundtrack. That's fun. Um, I feel like it's funny, too, because I feel like most people would think of the first one. But the second one has some jams, mm-hmm. you know? There's some great... Randy Newman is killing it. Randy kills Newman, it every man. time. For sure. Jeez. What... Uh... American treasure, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, <it's Randy laughs> right, <Newman. laughs> right. Well, you know, yeah, he is. For sure. Um, yeah, he's he's great. I think, t- like, yeah, he's he's with- great on he's great on everything except that Chance the Rapper song. Um, but we don't talk he about. He was that. on a Chance the Rapper song. Yeah, he was on uh, the Big Day album. Oh, we don't talk about that whole album. <laughs> <laughs> except track two. Track two is good. I listen to track two a lot. Um, Which one do is you, that? Do you remember? With uh, the Death Cab for Cutie guy is on there. Um, and I like it too because it reminds me, it's a little, it's very like um, simple electronic beat. And it reminds me of the Postal Service, which I love the Postal Service. Interesting. Um, and I, do, I don't know. It just, it's a fun beat. It's like a summary song. So that's the one yeah. I just, I don't know why I just latched onto that out of like the 25 tracks that are on there. But, you know. <laughs> like, like, what is with. I don't know. It's so weird how many typically hip hop albums they have so many tracks. And usually I feel like most of the time when they have that many tracks it turns out like half or most are bad. Uh, I think the only person I guess within that realm even though it's debatable debatable if you would call him hip hop or not uh is Post Malone. He pulls it off pretty well, I think. Yeah, he has a most lot of, of he, he definitely has a lot of tracks. And then you've got like the deluxe albums which add another four and you're like, "Oh my oh, yeah. gosh." Um <laughs> It's kind of, I feel like t- with the long track list too, it's almost like comes from the mixtape kind of idea where I feel like some people are just afraid oh, yeah. to call their albums mixtapes because that's, oh, I you can know, see that. that's because yeah. that's, it feels maybe like it devalues what their, their work. But I feel like the mixtape is like a whole nother thing. Um, yeah. And I like mixtapes and I think that if you make a mixtape, just call it that, you know, but yeah, for sure. Uh, Cause even like coloring book was he called a mixtape, you know that the big day was technically like his he called it his first album, because all the other ones oh, yeah. he made he called mixtapes. So I don't know. It feels like sometimes people are just tr- I the album kind of idea of an album is even I mean I love albums, but it's almost like getting outdated. Where it's like definitely I mean in the mainstream people aren't really looking for albums anymore. They're looking for singles and mm-hmm. like you release five singles and then you release an album, but it's just really like a couple other songs that with, that are along with the other eight singles that yeah, have already come yeah. out. Um, Which I, I don't know. I found that maybe it's just because I'm old fashioned. Who knows? Maybe I'll get into this someday, but for some reason it's just, I've seen a lot of people release like seven singles for a 10 track album. And it's like, can you just release the full album? <laughs> yeah, it's, I it's because it's hard. because with me I kind of like to in in the case I like to limit how many songs I hear before a full album just because I have a lot to experience then rather than oh one new song exactly um, that's what it gets to when it's like the album comes out you're like yes a new album for my favorite artist but then you realize you've already listened to like seven of the songs on the album and there's like three yeah, exactly. new ones and <laughs> usually the three new ones are like the the worst ones because they release oh, yeah. the best ones as singles. Um, yeah, that was sure. like with the 1975, the new album, the Notes on a Conditional Form. They released like seven or eight tracks before that album came out. And I mean, there's 22 tracks on it, I think, but half of them are instrumental. Uh, like, Oh, yeah. And so you listen 
and it's like, oh, I love this song. And then you're then it's like, okay, the next song was one I haven't heard before. And then it's an instrumental. And then the next song's a single. And then it's so it's just like it really makes the I mean, and then you wait maybe a month and then your idea of the album has kind of improved because it's more of a cohesive thing in your mind. But it makes like yeah. the first listening experience kind of um, disappointing because it's like all these new songs I was looking forward to are definitely not as good as the ones they released. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Like, I remember um, one of the best examples aside of that would be uh, Haley Williams, who released every song from her 15-track album except for five. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I I listened to, like, the first EP. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I know more after that. Um, but, yeah, so just because of the whole rollout process that she went through, um, even though I didn't listen to, like, everything, mm-hmm. it still was like, oh, this is the next ep or whatever but mm-hmm. and i'm only just now getting to the part where it's like okay i can see it as one album now rather than like three four EPs tracks. together yeah. yeah yeah and i definitely i think i mean there's you it's cool if to experiment with different ways to release stuff um yeah. it's just it's hard because it's like i feel like the industry is still pretty stuck in the one way to release stuff like again with chance the rappers like 22 f- 24 track out thing it's like they're mm-hmm. like we've got to release this as an album it's the only way it can do well and it's like well i mean you could probably if you're gonna release it as an album just cut it down and if you're not gonna release it as an album just find like a creative way to do it you know um i mean that's how yeah. trans the rapper got popular was through like free downloads on the internet you know um yeah and so he i think his earlier work was more creatively distributed than just like here's 22 yeah. tracks and you can listen to them all and but do you really want to listen to them all because <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real i think it's funny though because i feel like he probably for a debut album i don't know if that was like his choice or if it was someone else's choice mm-hmm. but i feel like his debut album would have been more fitting if he chose coloring book for that i feel like coloring book almost feels like an album to me you know like yeah same here it seems kind of oddly cohesive yeah, and I mean, um, like a mixtape, I feel f- like should be a little more like abstract feeling, you know, like everything should co- even more like the Haley. Like Will- y- you can get away for you can get away with it being all over the place, essentially. Right. That's which is how the 1975 one felt like it's like there's um there's a country song and then there's a rock song and then there's a <laughs> hip hop song. And it's like, I don't this doesn't feel like an album. This just feels like a playlist. You know, it feels like I shuffled a Spotify oh, yeah. playlist. Um, and sometimes with those albums, it feels like they're looking at it like, okay, so we've got our three, our three hip hop songs and those will be able to go on the hip hop charts. And then we've got our rockish songs here and then we can get the rock, the rock charts over here, get some play in some playlists. So it's all about getting on playlists, specifically Spotify playlists. Cause that's what gets the most, mm-hmm. um, the most plays, you know, it gets you the most exposure. Um, yeah, so it sure. feels like that's really what they're they're just trying to make so many different types of songs so they can get on different playlists, which I mean, it, it works, but it doesn't make for yeah. great al- a great album. Yeah, for sure. It, it works for, I guess, you know, getting your songs out to new people and then they think it's cool. But for the like the fan base you already have, it doesn't work as well because, you know, no, they want yeah. something a bit more. So, yeah, which is kind of, but then you get into the whole thing of like the fan base where some fans will just take anything that yeah that's artist released and they're like it's the best thing that's ever that's ever happened <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about 
I I love these five songs in a row that are like 20 minutes of just uh, electronic beat underneath like a bass line. It's a this is a great album and it's like, well, no, it's a cool idea maybe for like another album, but it doesn't really fit with the country song that just came. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Sure. Yeah, it's just the industry is definitely in a in a phase because it doesn't want to let go of albums. But it's like if you're yeah. not going to do the album, then just don't do the album. Yeah, I'm definitely interested to see where it goes because you know even though it seems with streaming and everything, it's like oh, it's going more towards EPs or singles. But you still see artists here and there saying they're planning their next album and stuff like that. Yeah, quite yeah. A bit, and those so. are my favorite artists always. Like you've got. Kendrick Lamar, who's like, he can have a picture, like people take a picture of him film, like on the street and it's like, oh my gosh, a new album. Like he has the, (laughs) he has the reputation, the reputation of like his albums being a a huge event. Like they just redid the Rolling Stones, like top 500 albums or whatever. And all three of his like major label albums are on there, you know? And so it's like, if you build your career or your build your persona off of the album thing, I think it does really work because it just is such a huge hype booster, especially when he like Kendrick Lamar, like you just drop it out of nowhere, like 14 new tracks. Like you wake yeah. up one day, it's like, Oh my gosh, 14 <laughs> tracks for my favorite artist rather than just like, Oh, one track is releasing from my favorite artist in three weeks. And now I've got to listen to the same 15 second clip in all the, the ad campaigns, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I think it depends on how mainstream you are. Like if you're someone like, I don't know, Drake or heck, actually Taylor Swift, because that's a perfect example for right now Mm. uh, this year, you know, she can get away with dropping a full album and it doing well exactly because of, you know, how well known she is. But if you're someone smaller, you kind of you kind of have to. Exactly. You've got to play the game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because you can't. Yeah. If you shadow dropping only works if you have a reputation behind you. No pun intended. Taylor yeah, Swift. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think just everything right now is really based around just hyping up very small things, even like trailers for movies. There's the teaser. Oh, yeah. There's a teaser for the teaser. And then there's yeah, oh, the gosh. teaser for the trailer. And then there's yeah. the trailer. Um, it's been so, it's been so weird in recent years when you see a movie trailer and the first five seconds of it. It's like, oh, this is the trailer, and then it says trailer starting now. It's oh like, my, wait, what that's was that? so weird. Yes, it's like, it's like, wait, why? What's the point? We're already we clicked on this to watch the trailer. Why are you showing a trailer for? I don't get it. You don't need to appeal to us anymore. We have clicked. <laughs> yes, we. <laughs> Gosh, that that five seconds isn't going to make us more intrigued. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, we're seeing it more now too because movies are gonna have to. They're being pushed back more and more. So like the James Bond, yeah. there's been like. Three, four big like trailer drops for that movie. Yeah. Dune had like I know Dune had at least like two teaser trailers before the trailer, um, and so like people are e- hyping up the even just the announcement of stuff. You know, it's all about yeah the hype. Definitely, I mean, I guess if it works, but it's I don't know. It's it's so odd. What an odd time. Honestly, it, 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 for yeah, movies. it's it's so weird because, yeah, it works. Like you said, it's just annoying for the people, even with like the music. It's annoying for the people that are already on board because it's. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't want to ha- have to sit through two months of uh, promotion, like make sure you pre-save my album. Like, OK, it's coming out in two months. It's like, 
It's uh, like, okay, I pre-saved it when you announced it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Yes. Um, but speaking <laughs> speaking of music, mm. or actually, you know what? I'm going to go a, a little... Okay, before I get to that. All right. I want to go a little back a little back to the past or i can't think back of the right the thing future. so that's what i'm saying <laughs> back to the f- <laughs> sure why not um so essentially i believe it was 20 what was the okay i think it was 2016 but when did you get twitter 2016 probably maybe 2015 okay. but early 2016 sounds right to me okay cool cuz i just wanted <laughs> just wanted to bring up exactly how we became friends which i think it was was kind of interesting yeah uh i don't even like i don't remember like exactly how it happened fully um but i mean i created the twitter i think mostly to promote my music was the main yeah i think i remember that for sure um it was actually probably like a at least a year maybe a little more before i turned it into just like a personal thing like a personal account Mm -hmm. um yeah, I mean, I followed you, and maybe I like liked some of your stuff, and then you liked followed yeah. me. You know, I mean, it's just so weird how things develop in, like, how friendships or relationships develop with the internet. You know, because things yeah. are just like it feels it's so out of the it's so unnatural, but it feels so organic, like to us. Yeah, exactly. Because there are like different. You can join online groups and stuff to find friends and stuff but i don't know i feel like a lot of people i met have just been through like replies and then suddenly we were following each other and now we're friends and have each other's numbers it's very weird how that happens it is yeah um, it's just because like maybe you see a picture or, like they post or something and then uh you reply or you ask a question and then it just starts a back and forth and then it all of a sudden it's like two months later you're talking every day you know it just really yeah it's just weird the way that our like our brains work now like how that's our all like it's been maybe what it like 10 12 15 years that this has been possible what is happening yeah. out there um <laughs> 10 15 years this has been and all of a sudden like we're already super acclimated to it yeah for sure i'm kind of curious i don't know if i ever asked you how did you find me because i actually remember before i saw you on twitter you had uh, you were like commenting on my videos. I remember. Right. Um, yeah. I think honestly from YouTube comments, you know, I think, uh, it might've been even like blimey cow or stuff like that where like, that's what, that's what I was assuming. At you might've, I think you probably, you, you were usually in the comments, you know? And I mean, yeah, your logo is, was, at least I don't know if it's your logo now, but like the weird name productions logo was, it's very like colorful. And so it's easy. Yeah, that's not my logo now. Okay. It's I, it's your face, right? Yeah, now it's just okay, kind of my yeah. face and Big O Game. The old, also, yeah, now it's completely rebranded, so. Right, there you go. Yeah, but the old logo anyway. Um, like Kind I, of somewhat eye-catching, I feel like. Yeah, it was definitely, I mean, it did its job, you know. It got my attention, yeah. the logo. Um, yeah, and I think I didn't really watch the Lego SpongeBob videos much because I just never was a fan of Spongebob, you know? I just, not anything Ooh. against Spongebob, I just never watched it, really. Uh, I like Jimmy Neutron more as a kid. That's what You know what? Was. That's actually really fair. I rewatched an episode recently, and I was like, 
This show is really good. It is a good show. It's um like, like the aside Battle of, of the, the animation, which is very dated, it's mm. it's well put together, honestly. No, yeah, and I think I mean like all the characters are very like iconic to me. You know, like you've got Carl yeah. with the llama, and you've got yeah. Sheen with the uh, what was what like whatever the action figure guy he likes is. I forgot the name. Um, oh, Ultra Lord. Ultra Lord, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I never, I don't, I think I was more drawn to like the Q and A stuff that you were doing, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and I was like, that was right around the time where you're doing more of that, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. um, I probably commented on that, you know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. And then I followed you on Twitter whenever I got a Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, actually, I don't even know what you use for YouTube now, but I remember. At the time you were commenting, it was under an active channel. It w- Portsmouth School of Education. Yes, you could actually watch some of them now. I think I've taken down some uh, mm-hmm. on that channel, but especially like the newer ones, you can watch now. I think I stopped making videos there like two years ago. But I mean, I was making yeah, there's like sketch videos, comedy videos. Yeah, the last series. I think I saw. Yeah, I think I saw one of them once, and it reminded me of kind of early Blimey Cow. In that kind of format. Yeah. I mean, in the last, like, the thing we ended with, we did, like, an eight-episode series. It was, like, a mockumentary-style kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But we had also done, like, just skits and stuff, you know? It was just, like, for it was just fun stuff. Uh, yeah, for sure. And so, um, yeah, that was the channel I was using then. I think now, I mean, it was connected to my Gmail, so it might still be, like, have, like, history plays underneath, but I'm pretty sure I comment yeah. just, like, as my profile picture now like me yeah <laughs> not I, a I silhouette remember, of a i thought it was so because i didn't actually check out the channel back then i was just kind of confused it's like wait is this a school right a sc- on my video <laughs> <laughs> an actual school yeah my videos are being shown in someone's class imagine they're like we're gonna watch uh, how to make a stop motion video now guys oh no oh, i'm not man. the person to watch for that <laughs> uh. oh gosh but yeah, um, but yeah, it was it was interesting because yeah, then you eventually I connected the two. I don't I didn't I don't think I realized it was the same person mm-hmm. before. But eventually I connected the two, and I saw yeah you were replying to some of my tweets, and then at some point I think I probably followed you around the time where I saw that we had kind of common music interests, like mm-hmm. specifically Twenty One Pilots and Justin Bieber, which oh man, you know. Yeah, of course. Which I was like, oh, great. F- finally, another guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> It was your purpose, you know? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, common interests. I think, I like I said, I released, I, I mean, I started early 2016, and that's around when I released, like, a bit, an album underneath that name. And so I was yeah. probably heavily promoting that, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you listened to that probably pretty soon after it was released. And so I think it was around that time we kind of connected fully. Yeah, definitely. <coughs> Voice crack. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, but how did you, I'm kind of curious, how did you get into Mr. Beebs? Because, and like also were you kind of almost judged for in a way? I feel like, because I remember when I got into him, I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I can tell people this. <laughs> um, I think it was pretty like pretty late, you know. Like, I mean, I'd obviously heard the hits, 
uh yeah, you got baby sure. you know which i mean is yeah. honestly still holds up i feel like in some degree you know they play yeah. it at, i work at a front desk at a gym and every now and then it will come on and it's definitely one of the better songs they play there there it's not yeah. a very great crop of songs but it's one of the better ones um wow you need to ask them if you can make a playlist. I have, and they've denied it. It's pretty, oh no! It's pretty honestly now. It's just white noise because it's like the same kind of oh yeah backbeat, you know, uh, and it's like the same like fifty songs, and so it's like I've heard all like I work after working three days in a row. I've heard basically the whole rotation, but that's besides <laughs> the point. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think I got into him around purpose actually because I really liked that album i was really into like i mean tropical house and that was kind of the album that pop really popularized tropical house for yeah. a few years after that and so i was really into that album um i mean i still am i was listening to it today actually um because i knew we were oh, going nice. to be talking about him and i was like yeah i actually listened to goodness what okay i listened not in any particular order uh, i listened to believe both my worlds wow journals and changes look I, so okay i was filming a stop motion today and so i was like i always listen to music when i do that and i was like you know i'm gonna talk to Noah about justin today so i'm gonna listen to <laughs> listen to justin <laughs> <laughs> and then you just kept going you know yeah i kept going man yeah and it's it's so crazy though to it's so weird when you have a young person who starts making music when they're really young and then they're still making stuff now and they sound so incredibly different. Yeah. Because it's like you almost capture someone's pro like process or someone's growth on in like the public eye, you know, like you see each stage. And I mean, there's obviously a lot of negative parts about that, but it's just like this. Yeah. I feel like he was one of the first where that was a possibility, you know, cause he, yeah. I mean, he came, he got famous from YouTube. And so it's like, he was like, I mean, it was a big deal when he was signed, you know, that was like a huge thing. And so yeah. all, even before he was signed to a record label, people were already invested in him as an artist. And then yeah. since he's been making music since that time, you get to see kind of the stages of his development, both personally and musically. Uh, yeah. which I think also is also vocally, which is kind of funny. Well, also vocally, I listen, which is yeah, why yeah. I believe believe is like the line where you can hear the old the like his old <laughs> his old voice, but also hear his new voice. Like sometimes he'll go really high, and it's like I feel like you could do that before, but maybe yeah. not anymore. But it's funny just to listen mm -hmm. to him, like it's almost like you're watching or listening to his um, artistic process or artistic growth. Yeah, for sure, man. But yeah, I listen. <laughs> I literally listened to my my world two point and then and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna go directly from that to changes. Yeah, and it was like, also by the way, changes. We can talk about that album if you want, but that album has a great opening track. It does. Uh, I listened to it. Shows today. off his voice wonderfully. So especially going off, you know, his first album, and then going to that. It's like, yeah. oh, dang, he done glue up. <laughs> well, and that's, I think, with purpose, purpose, too. I think you can hear, like, he really worked on, like, refining his vocal style. Because before, I mean, when you're a kid and that happens, I feel like there's always an element of just like, oh, well, I've always been able to do this. And so I don't really got to have to work at it because this is yeah. how I got famous was because of my voice. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I think that with like that album purpose, he really it's like if you listen to journals or that and then to that, like it's it seems like there's that was a stage where he really was like, all right, I'm going to really focus on my voice right now and ma- really refine yeah. it to be uh, the best it can be rather than just relying on uh, like talent, you know, because there's always like yeah. a level that you can't reach with talent alone. You've got to you've got to bring it to the next level with yeah, hard work for sure definitely man i love me some beebs yeah yeah it's <laughs> for it's, sure. it's great to listen to intently like to listen to while you're just focusing on it because there's a lot of mm-hmm. i mean he works with he's like one of the most famous artists so he gets to work with like some of the best producers on yeah. his stuff and so you can hear you can admire like the production and stuff because i think even if like he doesn't always produce his music he has a good a really good ear for what is good you know and yeah. he has a really good artistic vision um and so you mm-hmm. can hear that in the album where it's like i mean maybe someone else produced this but i feel like there was a behind like it was a really there was a really intentional choice behind the tracks and the feel of them whereas some people yeah like, like, like you can tell it's kind of pretty much even if even someone else writes a song you can tell that he's kind of making it his vision essentially yeah yeah even with like and i mean the as far as lyrics go i mean not my favorite but his yeah newest song holy which is produced by john bellion who is an yeah amazing, which was fantastic very unexpected a great producer um <laughs> But I feel like you could hear John Bellion's style uh, for sure yeah. in that song. But also maybe more of Justin Bieber's like artistic vision kind of connecting. Um, yeah. Because you hear the John Bellion in like the bass drop thing, which is oh, yeah, amazing. Sure. Um, That's so good. But I mean, a lot of John Bellion's music is very electronic focused. And I feel like the acoustic piano is a definitely a departure from what, you're used to hearing in a John Bellion song. And so I think then you could kind of see maybe yeah, like a collaboration definitely. on that stage and where you kind of, I mean, from a production standpoint, I think that song is great. It's a, it's a jam. Yeah, definitely. I really, really enjoyed that one for sure. And um, yeah, honestly, it's weird. I, I find it weird how in 2015 when purpose dropped, a lot of people were kind of turning their heads like, Oh wait, this is actually good. Right. How am I enjoying yes. this? Um, but it's weird because I cannot pin down why, but I feel like a lot of people have like just gone back to their normal ways of being like, oh, it's Justin, blah, blah, whatever, who cares? Uh, which I, I found kind of odd specifically because at least back then there was maybe the excuse of, oh, he's a bad person. But now he's he's on a good path, honestly. I mean, yeah, he's staying uh, like out of the public eye, which is great. You know, like, I mean, yeah. there was a point where every other day there was a viral video of him going to get like a coffee you know uh so it's like there was like um it's almost like you couldn't not like have something happen in that time because if someone filmed me every day i'm sure there would be at least something that people would latch on to uh but yeah now he's definitely done a good job of really just kind of sticking to just the music you know and just letting it speak for himself and not like worrying because i think you when you reach a certain point you just don't want to deal with that anymore um yeah, for sure i just think it's easier you know to hate on him rather than like because i mean there was such a stigma around it for years there still is obviously and yeah, so i think it's just sure. easier 
rather than to hate on the music rather than to like it because it's obviously hating is the the bigger the more hating is the majority of people for it Um, yeah also if you make a video hating on something it's going to get more views than if you were to make a video you know liking something i guess yeah yeah uh which is interesting how that works it's just interesting too because it's like i feel like everyone hates on him but he still gets like millions of plays on his songs he's still one of like the top artists on spotify at all times and so it's like well that someone must be listening to this because (laughs) i mean someone must like this if he's if like he's still like selling platinum I mean, this yeah. summer, I think he had he had a lot of uh, hits from changes this summer, even though mm-hmm. like a lot of people were like, this is like this album that not there's nothing we're really going to take from this. Like there was still like a lot of stuff I was hearing on the radio of that. Like, yeah, I heard um, first time I heard Inten- intentions. Is that the name of the song? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't know if it was plural or not. Uh, but the first time I heard that, like I knew it was going to be like one of the biggest songs of the year. Um, yeah. And I think it's just funny that everyone's like, oh, you, this is awful. But he, like time and time again, it's just always like top of the charts, you know, so it's he yeah, obviously that's kind of, that's has that power. Yeah. I think we're back to the days where everyone's just a closeted believer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, I hate this uh, streaming on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate this as I listen to it in my AirPods. <laughs> Maybe that's I, I like to think I think it's funny to look at hate comments and think. They're all writing this where they're listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> this is the worst <laughs> thing I've ever heard. As, yeah, like, because even on YouTube, like, the song's playing in the background. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, yeah, it's For funny. Sure. Um, but I'm excited to see, I mean, where he, where he goes next, you know. I'll always listen to the, yeah, new, sure. to the new stuff. Like I said, I think yes. he's on a good, like you said, I think he's on a good path. It's, even musically, like, I think, even though I, like, purpose more than changes i think like it definitely showed a different yeah. progression of style uh to maybe mm-hmm. more uh naturalistic sounding like more gra- like even like we were saying with my music like more grounded you know you can hear yeah like you can hear him like it feels like a song whereas purpose is great but a lot of it feels like very calculated um especially yeah. towards the end and so i think you can you're starting to really be able to hear his voice more like a like figurative voice in the music more than like other people's voices. Yeah, for sure. Um, But yeah, I feel like even if you don't like his music, I feel like you can't even really give him too much flack. I don't know. I never understood people who were like, I think even more specifically now who are like, Oh, I don't like his voice. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, he's a really talented vocalist specifically because did you watch his, uh, uh, youtube premium series by the way uh no i did not no okay i th- i think it's not specific to premium now if i'm correct Ooh, exciting might have to check me on that but yeah i watched that it was interesting there was a scene where he was actually recording a scene uh what am i saying recording a scene uh there was a scene where he was recording a song that ev- a lot of people don't like which was yummy but i think that's a while he was song. recording it it was interesting to see because he kept singing stuff over and over until he thought he got a perfect take. Mm-hmm. Like it showed on a loop. The beat was on a loop while he was going 50, 50, love the way you split it. 
50-50 love the way you split. It was like interesting how much mm. he actually cared that he sounded as good as he could be. Well, yeah, and I mean, there's definitely accusations of like with all pop music now of like over, um, oh, over auto tuning, you know? Yeah. Um, and I mean, on the one hand, I think that's ridiculous because auto tuning is just an effect, you know, like you put on a guitar. Yeah, I'm not mad it, about distortion. People- yeah, a lot of there's a weird stigma where it's like, oh, if you're using auto tune, it just means you can't sing and you're trying to sound good. It's it's really more of a style at this point. No, people that is, like, say that don't know yourself. how auto tune works because if you're a bad singer, yeah. you're just gonna sound bad. Um, yeah, you've exactly. got to <laughs> sing. You've got to sing at least decently, if not pretty good, to get like uh to make auto tune sound good. Auto tune yeah. is more just refinements rather than like I sang a G and I was meant to sing a D. So let me just flip that. Like, that's not how it works. It's going to sound awful. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so it's honestly just more, I mean, like pop music is very, uh, it's moving away and moving away from it, but still very based in like electronic, uh, yeah. stuff. And so auto tune just blends better with that. You know, I don't want to hear like a really raw vocal, performance on yummy you know that's just not gonna work uh, i don't want to hear lindsey buckingham singing that song like no <laughs> but yeah kind of like that might be the worst song on the album probably but honestly i still kind of jam to it it's not a, i it's it's a it's good t- like, tiktok song it's a great tiktok yeah. song every tiktok does a great job of, with that song i feel like most people who are into it or give it, they're, they're being a little too overly critical when it's not really supposed to be anything deep at all yeah i think it definitely was a weird choice for a first single especially because yeah like, it was his first like original music that wasn't like a collab in a long yeah. time uh i think i saw some people saying that available should have been the single yeah i think there's a lot Which, of different ones he could yeah. have picked there's a there, there's quite a few um but yeah speaking of that song though i really like the opening the whatever it was maybe it was like a synth or something like, uh, 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 uh. i don't know it yeah there's pretty. a lot there's just some in that album especially there's just some like really fun like background like elements that you can pull from them yeah uh, for sure yeah uh supposedly at least i've heard i don't know if this is true or not but supposedly his next album is supposed to be out by the end of the year which is pretty interesting i think we're gonna see that a lot more right now i mean taylor swift already released a full-length album you know right like a year yeah. after uh, lover you know um, yeah which no one was expecting yeah exactly i mean she, she usually takes at least two three years between records like most i mean sometimes i mean between 1989 and reputation that was like four years you know i'm pretty yeah. sure so it's not like she had a repu- oh okay i'm not gonna make the joke again <laughs> it's not like she she people were expecting that like she hadn't done that before uh and so i think more yeah. artists are just gonna be more willing now to just release stuff because they're making stuff now uh yeah i mean they're not touring they're not doing promotional material uh so they can just create and i think we're just going to be yeah seeing a lot more of a lot more content at least on from the music side you know like movies and visual media will definitely suffer but i think musically like audio wise i mean i can't i've seen so many people start podcasts during quarantine and stuff and so like i just think that that kind from an audio standpoint that kind of content will really kick off in the next few even in the next few months you know if if he's going to release it before the end of 2020 that'd be in the next few months definitely i can see that happening man it's 
there's been so much good music this year. It's so yeah, weird. This I've has been, been like a great year for music. If nothing else, there's still. Let me see. I think there may might be I don't know three or four albums I'm still looking forward to. Yeah. And I I I put I already started like putting some together, seeing what a potential top ten could be. And it's like I'm already leaving out like five albums that I would want to include. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's insane. There's so much good stuff. I think it's. Yeah, there's some there's great stuff this year. I think um, I I don't know if it's it's not really because of the COVID thing because I think this has been this is too because you know for there that. there was some stuff before kind of you know that was made before that. So. Yeah, uh, but I mean just personally, like so many of my favorite artists have released music this year, um, mm-hmm. and even but also just like some artists have that I wasn't into that I got into from albums. You know, like there's just been so so much good music. I think last year was a bit lacking uh like i mean there were some great albums but i definitely ha- you have you had to search more i feel like uh yeah, but this this that. year i feel like there's like every month there's a new album i'm into you know which <laughs> yeah, is aw- which is awesome yeah can't really complain only thing i can complain about is my top 10 being very hard to pin down honestly <laughs> First i wouldn't problems, be surprised man. oh man I, I wouldn't be surprised it. if by the end of the year I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to post a top 20. Yeah, top 20, <laughs> top 25. Uh, here you go. Take yeah. what you will. Because uh, it's not sure. like you want to, it's not like you're not saying, oh, well, 10 isn't as good, isn't, like you still think that 10 is better than the other ones, but it's, you just don't want to leave to, them out. But you want to kind of include and, sh- and tell everyone about everything you love. Right. Yeah. You don't want to, it's like, I love this album. It's just at number 11. And so I want to make sure people know that I love the album. Yeah, for sure. And you can just take my top 10 still, but also I'll mention these other ones. Yeah. But gosh, dude, I want to know if you have a definitive JB ranking. Oh. Because I think I have one, but I, 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 I want to see what yours is and see how it lines up. Let me let me look here. Um... Also, it kind of depends on what you want to include because technically Journals isn't an album. All right, yeah. To be to be frank, I have not listened to these in some time, but I will do my best to let me look at this discography. So yeah, studio albums is just my world. Uh, they list two point on here. Uh, Under the mistletoe, believe, purpose, and changes. Um, and so yeah, we could rank those. I mean, Under the mistletoe is one of the best Christmas albums, so I would be happy to include that in my yeah. ranking definitely um okay starting from the bottom uh let me just look what's the track list on my world again uh track listing 2.0 is definitely a bit stronger yeah i would say i just put 2.0 at the bottom just not saying it's bad but i mean there's only five albums so it's like top five basically i just put that down at the bottom i would then put probably changes then under the mistletoe, then believe, then purpose. That would probably be mine. I mean, changes in under the mistletoe might be interchangeable, but I mean, I love some Christmas. I love yeah, me some Christmas I, music, I, and he's there's yeah. some great like. Chris, I mean, it's crazy every year you turn on the Christmas station and he's got at least four songs on rotation, and it, that yeah. album came out nine years ago, and it's already like it's basically he's one of years? like the classics. It's insane. Yeah, that has some good. You know, of course, that has some good, you know, covers on it, but also has a decent amount of really good originals. Yeah, um, definitely. The uh, un- Underneath the Mistletoe, Under the Mistletoe, that's a great song. 
It's oh, it, yeah. It's play. It's like oh, I feel like that has become almost like a one of the modern day like Christmas classics, you know? Because there's always there's obviously like the Burl Ives stuff, the Bing Crosby stuff. Yeah. Um, and then there you get to the level of like the '80s. So you've got Last Christmas, and you've got um, Wonderful Christmas Time, or mm-hmm. so you got just all like the '80s ones, and then you've got like a very select few from the last. 30 years uh like mm-hmm. all i want for christmas is you um probably Which is some, probably the biggest one from yeah the last 30 for years. sure probably some michael buble stuff if you're into oh, yeah definitely if, if you if you like that which i mean who doesn't like some michael buble at christmas you know definitely it's he's Gotta one of the it. artists where it's like i can't even listen to one of his albums that's not a christmas album outside of december because <laughs> i just feel like i'm listening to christmas music i'm like i this doesn't yeah. feel right I, I, this voice is a Christmas. This is a Christmas voice. It's, it's pretty true. He is kind of the voice of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he is. Yeah, the voice. The voice of Christmas. Wow. Netflix, take that idea for a movie starring Michael Bublé. That'd be great. I would watch that. Yeah, for sure. Don't know what the plot would be, but I'm I'm I'm, I I'm mean, bored. <laughs> he, it would be scored by some of his music Christmas songs for sure. It'd be Christmas. Yeah. It'd be scored by the Christmas songs, maybe. He's like it probably be very Hallmark movie ish, but with like maybe a little more depth to it. You know, maybe he's like a yeah. What's it? What what is it? The blue Christmas? Not blue Christmas. What's the one? The cold December night. That's like his big original. Oh. That would be like you'd probably take whatever the lyrics are in that and make a movie around cold December night. Okay, I can see that happening. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that would be the at Michael the very Bublé. least. Um. A TV Christmas special. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I mean, I watch... We have a DVD of... It's the Frank Sinatra and Bing Crosby Christmas special. And it's oh. like... It's Bing Crosby going to... They, it starts out... Bing Crosby goes in Frank Sinatra's house. And then it goes into them going outside and caroling. But all throughout, there's just like them singing songs. And so they're like... He'll go into his house and then they'll like... Go to a fireplace and then they'll sing the Christmas song. And it's just like them just hanging out but singing music uh singing their songs and it's just awesome i would love to see michael buble do that i think he would be great at that he's just such a he just has such a calming aura around him it's like oh yeah just give me a christmas special i mean if bill murray (laughs) could get a christmas special i'm sure how did bill murray get a christmas special before michael buble (laughs) no who knows No, like no shade against bill Bill murray Murray. he's a legend but you know it just seems like i would have i mean I would rather have Michael Bublé first. Yeah, definitely. I honestly forgot that existed. <laughs> yes, directed by Sofia Coppola. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> Out of all people. Of, well, I mean, I think I don't know. I mean, was it her? I wonder if it was because it was Netflix. So I wonder if Netflix yeah. and it's called a very Murray Christmas. So I'm sure it came about from the pun. They thought of the pun and they're like, this oh, has yeah. got to happen. And yeah. so I wonder if they were like, all right, so we've got the pun, then they, we got to get Murray, and then Sofia Coppola worked with him in, on, uh, at that point, I think I th- it was only Lost in Translation, but now she's working with him on his her new movie. But uh, like, did they get her, did they call her, or did she come up with the very Murray Christmas? You know, that's what I really want to know. Because I feel like mm. she doesn't need to do that if she doesn't want to so uh, there's got to be some element yeah. of her really investing in this project 
<laughs> yeah, I would. I would definitely think so. I don't. I feel like they wouldn't just like, oh, who can direct this? Sofia Coppola. <laughs> yeah, that definitely would not like. be my first choice. I mean, not for a Bill Murray Christmas special. For another movie, yes. But for the Bill Murray Christmas special, I would. I mean, because yeah. she's obviously expensive, and so I mean, you're already paying Bill Murray, and yeah. so that's a lot of money. To oh yeah. Pay for a Christmas special. Um, I haven't actually. I haven't even seen that, but. You know, it's a thing. I know. No, what I haven't either. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch it I'll this Christmas. Who knows? I think this will be the year. This is the year I finally watched uh, a very Murray Christmas. And it's been out for what two years? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. It's Netflix though, so uh-huh. it'll be available. Yep, truly. Gonna check that out for sure. Also, actually, I haven't seen it, and I don't even know how it is, but I know that last year. Casey Musgraves had her own special. She did. I didn't see that either, but I love... I mean, Golden Hour is such a great album. Like, oh, what man. a deserved... Don't get me started. It's so good. What a deserved <laughs> win on that front. Uh, it's just such... Yeah. The first time I heard it, because I think I, I think I listened to it because it was nominated, you know? Uh, yeah. I was like, I'll just listen to all the nominated albums, which honestly, I'm such an Oscar completionist, but... Gram being a I'm not a Grammy completionist because I just feel like they're not as good at picking stuff. Like there's always like three yeah. things that I like they pick, but then everything else is like, did anyone listen to this besides you guys? Like what is this? Yeah, th- there's always some weird choices, and then it's either did anyone listen to this? And hey, everyone listened to this, but why didn't you actually put it on there? Right. Yeah. Because it's like yeah. there's so many albums that people love, but you pick the one that we don't but anyway yeah i listened to it because it was nominated and uh it is amazing it's an amazing album it's so chill yeah, for sure it's such like a turn on and just like chill out album if uh the vibes definitely i know i saw it when and then that was like okay i'll finally listen to this and i was like one track in i was like okay this is incredible <laughs> it's very good it's like it's so funny like I mean, I feel if you haven't if you haven't listened to it and are listening to this, it probably sounds crazy that we're like saying this country album is like one of the best. It's it's yeah, amazing. For real. It's By not- the way, I'm not even really into country music. No, yeah. So it it just it's so I don't know how she did it. It's, it's just- very like the melodies are not country. I feel like so you've got like the country mm-hmm. maybe vibe, which I never actually mind. I think most yeah. of the problem I have with country is just like either the melody. Or even the progression where it's just very basic. Um, and the lyrics, yeah. you know. Everything is basic about it. But uh, modern country. But she- Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, Johnny Cash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. We're not, got- we're, not, we're not saying Johnny Cash is bad because obviously not. We're talking about Florida Georgia Line. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh. Oh, my gosh. There was like one of their songs showed up in like some commercial and it kept playing. And I was like, stop. <laughs> yeah, there's... Country music is so weird because there's not really a distinction of what makes a country other than the fact that like it's that you're got talking about trucks. You're talking about <laughs> trucks and like an accent, you know? Um, yeah. And it's like the country music is, is very though like uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very exclusive in the fact like so Old Town Road was probably one of the biggest country hits in years you know like it was i mean how it was on the charts for like months you know Mm -hmm. uh but there i think after like four months maybe of it charting on the country charts they kind of reviewed it the i mean the 
the big like billboard executives like the unseen and they were like nope this isn't country this is um r&b and they just put it in that and it's like well i mean it's a country it's pretty much a country song you've got the 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 guitar lick is very country based you've got billy ray cyrus on the popular version um Mm -hmm. you're singing about the country stuff you know that you always say is like the defining feature um but for some reason it just isn't country what because it has like a trap beat behind it is that the only reason i don't know i don't know it's really weird that's definitely actually i don't even know what the first country rap song even was but maybe at least that was the one that popularized it yeah yeah um and we're now we're seeing it more i feel like a little bit i mean i feel like there's more people willing to use rap beats over different genres rather than just like rap rap yeah more branching out yeah uh which is good because you i mean i like i like genre blending it's i don't like stuff to be just confined to one thing because i mean like i kind of said i like so many different things it's fun to hear them kind of come together in a way that's good not in a way that's forced but yeah for sure okay but speaking of florida Georgia line (laughs) there's actually one thing that i kind of like and the only reason i like it is because it's a joke which was when they hopped on the yummy remix oh my word (laughs) did you hear that uh i think i'm pretty sure i did yeah it was honestly pretty hilarious because they have justin doing an accent and it's so incredibly goofy i can't help but laugh at it well i mean yeah that's where you kind of reach into the self-aware area yeah and so then it's like fun because it's they're not taking themselves so seriously yeah kind of like old town road yeah yeah i think in a a way old town road is very poking fun at stuff you know i mean like the lyrics are very generic but i think for like on purpose you know it's just like i'm gonna take my horse to the old town road no one knows what that means uh at all um but it's yeah also that's I, i think yeah and i think that's his only song even like well okay wait there's rodeo too but other than that like he doesn't really have no yeah pit like panini was his other big hit i think and that was yeah and that sounds nothing like old town road (laughs) no no it's it definitely feels like the it was more of an aesthetic just to like because the loop is just like a it's either like a banjo or like a a very like a steel guitar or something um and so the loop is country sounding and so it just kind of turns into a country song which again circling back to the beginning is like just how people are just using different genres like experimenting with so different many different genres because you can do that now with playlists and singles yeah also kind of sidetrack but i feel like lil nas x is the is the only guy that kind of got away with releasing a ton of remixes for his songs and it being not like completely oh this is just a marketing <laughs> move because it was just that was a meme in and of itself well, yeah, it rather was a than meme. oh yeah yeah because because you know there's a lot of artists who just put out remix after remix just so that they can get to the top of the charts and it's like eh. well yeah and i think it's just so much about the 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 brand because he was like 18 19 like when that he was doing that, he's yeah. very he's he's young now. I mean, that wasn't that was like last year, year and a half ago. Um, yeah. So he was young, and I think it just comes across as more genuine because he's obviously very 
active online even more maybe in the like then uh yeah. and so it feels just more genuine to everyone even like feels more like he is in on the joke and it's like hey i'm gonna make another remix just because it's funny yeah. <laughs> rather than like some 38 year old guy just like here's gonna be my uh my club remix because that's what's in with the kids now like no yeah. that just seems disin- disingenuous disingenuous and i think people want yeah people want they crave the the genuine persona just because that i mean with online it's so hard to find that so it's kind of like what you're looking for yeah definitely like if you look at his twitter it doesn't look like an artist's twitter it just looks like you know a guy's page it looks like a stand account almost sometimes like yeah Yeah, for sure (laughs) it's very funny he's very pretty great yeah i'm actually i don't even know when his album's coming out but i'm looking forward to that and how that's going to turn out yeah that's just so weird because you get into the whole thing where like, I know he started out like that. I mean, cause he got famous. Did he get even, was it like TikTok or musically at that time? Like he got famous through that. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those. And so he, that's kind of like, he definitely was more just like uh overnight success thing. So that's like, he was doing that kind of Twitter before. Um, but even yeah. then it's like how much of this is, of just a big marketing team behind it because marketing is changing so much in that it's not just like buy my new album and subscribe and click the bell. Um, it's just yeah. marketing is getting so smart in that they know what will get people interested. And in. like, is there a marketing team behind his page that is, I mean, that is like, we know that this is in, and we know that like this kind of stuff is in and so are we gonna let's just tweet this to like it's just so funny because marketing has changed so much and can be so many different things and that's always just weird for me to think like when it's a big celebrity like how much of this is just a ploy to get me to buy your album or which i mean it is but like is there like a corporation behind this or is it just you yeah also with um with the old town road remixes it, it of course it's kind of like unlike anyone else because it it didn't seem like a marketing thing even if it was but like he had these artists come on who are you almost wouldn't expect like i think he had like mason ramsey on it who was blowing up at the time (laughs) oh my gosh oh gosh Uh, i thought that was incredible (laughs) yeah mason ramsey i forgot about him he's like one of the I call them like Ellen famous where it's like, it's a very yeah. specific type of fame where it's like, there's a viral <laughs> video and then there's like an interview and then there's a follow up interview and they're famous for like a whole, like six months, like super famous and you never hear from them again. It's just so, I yeah. just funny. Like he was so big <laughs> and I just forgot about him. That was a great video though. I, the what, yodeling in Walmart. Wasn't that the, yeah. uh, his main thing? Yeah. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, Oh my gosh, that video. That was insane. Um man. Simpler times, man. <laughs> Tru- truly though, when you could just post oh, a video God. online of a kid singing in Walmart, yodeling actually, I should say, but yodeling. Um, yeah. I just find so much funny about that video how it's like like well, just the, just, just saying it out loud. He's yodeling in Walmart. It's <laughs> just the randomness. Yeah, like humor yeah. now is so just off the like the more random the more abstract the funnier it is which i mean is i i feel like in 50 years there will be like so many dissertations on humor 
in like the last 10 years just because it's so weird just the fact that like the things that are funny now and like you tell even like you show like your parents like a meme that you find funny and it's like what or you just show someone that isn't like that that isn't like in that mindset you know and you Mm -hmm. show them it and like you think it's the funniest thing you're dying laughing and they're like oh i don't really i don't really get it like oh well it's funny. I mean, I, and you can't even explain it because it's like, it's yeah. funny because it's not. Yeah, kind of something that's, it's funny because it can't really be explained. Right. Like casually, like, oh, here's the joke. Right, yeah. So the beat, Like you can't just simply say what it is. Yeah, you kind of got to like be. Go down the rabbit hole. And then by that point, it's not funny. You know, you've got to be in yeah, exactly. the beginning. But yeah, that was a video that when you think about it, it's like. How did that blow up? But at the same time, it's like, yeah, that would totally blow up. That definitely, yeah, I would share it. I mean, if I saw it and it wasn't big, I would definitely share that. I mean, it's like there's a recent video that's been going viral. Uh, I think I saw it pretty early on. Like it was barely, I don't even know if it was at a million plays on TikTok yet, but it's like, have you seen it? It's the guy skateboarding down the road and Dreams by Fleetwood Mac is playing and he drinks the cranberry juice out of the bottle while he's skateboarding and it's just him skateboarding just chilling vibing on the highway on a skateboard listening to fleetwood mac and it's so funny oh my gosh um and it's just I don't know if i've seen that i'll send it to you it's very Please. funny and okay. then you look at his tiktok and he like has a bunch he just does all these dances and he's like he looks like he's like 40 something and just really funny <laughs> that's uh, not what i expected no I you were, he's like, like bald. He's, no he's like bald uh he's got like a nice mustache going um very good very very chill but yeah, it's just like the weirdest yeah. things go viral. But when you think about them, it's like, well, it seems funny. That I would share it. So I guess it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok is just great, honestly. Yeah. It, if we're being people honest. sleep on it so much. People really do because they, I think a lot of people will just download the app to see, okay, let me see what this, this is about. And it doesn't connect right away, but they're not letting it because, you know, the algorithm hasn't caught on to anything about right. them yet. So yeah, yeah, like it's so there's so many funny videos on there. I think, I mean, people love to like hold up vine as this huge, like as like the best thing ever. I mean, it definitely is great and it really, yeah, I think moved forward a lot of like moved in us into the humor that we find funny. Now it kind of started that in a lot of ways. Um, the randomness, but TikTok is way different in that you have so much more freedom with it. Cause it's like you get up to 60 seconds of yeah. play time. Um, and so you can do so many different things with it. Um, even from just like viral dance videos or, I mean, so many songs that are popular now got popular on TikTok. So it's such a, yeah. like, it's such like a hub for literally like everything, uh, fashion, yeah. uh, jokes, music, like you can like really, anything can really get started on it. So it's just really interesting. Yeah. Also, I think it's kind of funny because with Vine, I remember there being like, at some point, maybe I think I saw a video, someone was being like, oh, is Vine shortening our attention spans? But now I think TikTok is almost like damage control being like, okay, now you have a minute video to watch. Right. Well, <laughs> and pay it's funny to the whole too, thing because now. sometimes I'll be on TikTok and I'll see the bar on the bottom and I'm like, I'll watch for like five <laughs> seconds and I'm like, this isn't good. This isn't funny enough so far to make me watch for a minute. So then I scroll past. <laughs> And it's like sometimes I'll just I just want to like sort by fifteen second because uh yeah. attention span you know there are some uh, yeah th- that's a th- it's a thing <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, for sure. I think, though, if TikTok has to add one feature, it should be able to, you know, have a thing where you can skip to a certain part. Yeah. Because sometimes if I, I, I've seen some really good minute long videos, but sometimes I just want to watch the very end today and I don't want to have to, you know. Right. If I want to rewatch, um, they also need to make it easier to edit because the editing is really annoying. Yeah. Uh, like adding captions that's like such it's such a headache um but yeah. just the videos themselves you know are great definitely yeah a thing about you know that about how oh now i have to watch this whole video again to get to the end the only way to get to the end if you did want to you know just see the end which i've done once because it was like i don't have the patience i'm just going to do this is you download the download video and then it. you skip to the end in your camera roll. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, cool. Now I'm just going to delete it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, the download feature. I mean, I th- I think it's anything that has a download feature in it is great. Like, there's sometimes so many, like, funny videos people post on Twitter I want to download. Uh, and there's oh, yeah. no download feature on Twitter. And I think that TikTok having that is great because, I mean, it renders it with, like, the 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 logo and with the handle and so you don't lose yeah. the brand when you download yeah. it uh but it just makes them so much easier to distribute because i mean not everyone's on tiktok and so you don't always just want to dm on tiktok maybe you have yeah. a friend that would think it's funny that's not on there and you just download it and send it through messenger or just just send it uh in the messages or instagram yeah. even uh, so I think that is also actually one reason it's huge is because the download thing, it makes it so much easier to share yeah. things. Definitely. Because sometimes I'll see a video on Instagram or Twitter and I'm like, how can I share this to people who don't have either? Right. Yes, exactly. It's like, I guess I'll just share the link, but that just seems like, yeah. then it brings you to the website, the desktop site. And it's just so clunky. Yeah. It's yeah. It's so clunky, honestly. So TikTok, they, they know what they're doing. They have a good no. way of doing things at mm-hmm. this point in time. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And uh, back to a previous thing, though, because I just realized <laughs> you named your f- top five JB. I don't think I did. Oh, so yeah. So I just wanted to do that real quick. I was like, wait a minute. I should probably say that because people are going to be like, well, what's yours, Gabe? Um, <laughs> it's too embarrassing. You can't say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny, though, because I don't know if there's any... Like, other than purpose being number one, I don't know if there's any, like, hot take underneath that. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's... But... I feel like there's not really... I mean, maybe because I feel like m- people don't really see him as an artist you rank albums for. But I don't think there's much yeah. of a consensus on best albums for him. Uh, yeah. But I think purpose at number one will probably be the most uh, likely scenario. Yeah, for sure. I can see that. But... Okay, let me let me see... So, with it's weird that the Christmas album is, you know, one of his studio albums, you know, over something like Journals. Right. Um, which is, because it's like, I don't listen to it unless it's November and December. Right, yeah. So, it's like, it's weird to rank among things that aren't Christmas albums. But I'm going, I'm going, let's assume that it's Christmas time right now and I'm listening to everything. Right. Um, <laughs> you have the four so, all year and then at Christmas you have five. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> so I would say I would have to agree 2.0, uh, probably the least good, but like it's still not bad. I, I yeah, wouldn't say it's just at all. the least maybe you come back to. 
Yeah, definitely. Because when I came back to it today, that was the first time in quite a while. But it's pretty solid for what it is. And even though, you know, his voice isn't what it is now, it's like completely different. For the voice that he had, mm-hmm. like it was still very good, honestly. No, yeah. Um, and again, he's so famous that he can work with like so many, like so many different producers and really talented people can work on it. And so it just musically, it's all gonna be good, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, let me actually go through like the track listing, uh, just so I make sure I get this right. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, 2.0 that has obviously baby, which is mm-hmm. a banger, not even ah, sorry. And so I good. dude, the day that YouTube rewind past it in dislikes was one of the happiest days of my life. <laughs> yes. Yes. I can't believe it. Like, again, there's no reason. Like, he was... It's not like... Like, it, that That kind of... I think it just initially got... I don't know. It just became a cool thing to do. And then people were just like, oh, let me dislike it and hop right. on the bandwagon and stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I like... I do like that song. It does hold up in a way. Um, also, yeah, the rap. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... It's so... It's almost on the point where it's like so bad that it's like good you know it's like i could see that when i was 13 <laughs> i have my first look like it's just so funny it's a grown man singing about meeting someone on the playground it's just like yeah it's like it, it goes to a new level of greatness like it's like gotten it's, to such a bad point where it's like this is amazing that this is actually yeah it's fantastic honestly and, yeah um Don't but yeah no starbucks <laughs> The lyrics. So good. Man, genius lyrics. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's definitely a highlight. Another highlight would have to be a bit more unironic You Smile. Like, that's a good jam, honestly. <clears throat> Any comment on that? No, no, I agree. No? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's good. Um, eeny meeny, of course. Mm-hmm. yeah that's a good one i think i even have that one saved because like spotify changed it where like you can save albums but also songs so i try to be really careful with yeah. the songs and i have that oh one, yeah i think saved as a song yeah. nice uh, but yeah those are probably my favorites from that one um huh, what's next oh boy this is where it gets difficult um <laughs> okay look i like all these albums okay but I'm next up. Maybe this just has to do with the year-round thing. But next up has to be under the mistletoe. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think. it's hard because you don't. It's hard to, it to do. Yeah. Ask me in a month and a half. <laughs> like, we'll, well see. that's what I was saying. I can, s- I can see this, and I can see this, and the album I'm gonna put above it, switching around, mm-hmm. potentially. Those are those are ones that kind of flip flop. Um, but yeah, from that, obviously. Uh, the only thing I ever get for Christmas is a good one, one of the good originals, mm-hmm. and one of it has one of my favorite renditions of the Christmas song with Usher. Yeah, that's a good. Actually, that is a good version. I actually like that version. There yeah. are some good, like I mean, like the Drummer Boys, one of the popular ones, where it's like a lot of ones where it's technically a popular song, but it sounds a lot different. You know, like it's like a yeah, huge it has Buster Rhymes on it. <laughs> It's, it's like so it's just so funny that that's a thing yeah that's oh one word. that it's like I, I like it but kind of in a way because it's funny i don't know well i like um, in the in the writers on wikipedia it says 
additional raps written by Justin Bieber and Buster Rhymes. <laughs> it's like they were in the studio, just like, all right, let's let's lay down some some lyrics here, bro. That's good. Also, Buster Rhymes' verse. I've noticed this before. His verse is literally about. Oh, I'm gonna get to the studio. It's about nothing else but getting to the studio. <laughs> it's not it's about like, the okay, boys. now that you're at the studio, what are you going to rap about, Buster Rhymes? Like, apparently nothing else. Nothing else. He got there. That's yeah. all he needed. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then to cap off my favorites, Fala La, of course, which might be the best song on the album, actually. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. It is. That's um, a good album all around. It's fun. Just fun. Yeah. Definitely. And then maybe now we are getting into conf- controversial territory, but then I think I'm going to go with Believe, mm. which I re-listened to today. And it's it's still good, but I don't know. Part of it feels like not necessarily in a bad way, but part of it feels almost dated. Well, yeah, and like I feel like it's definitely stuck in like the 2010. Like I Yeah, vibe. yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's not that that's a bad thing. It's just that it's different you can, to go back. You to can it. tell. Yeah. yeah. But it's got some sure. like it's got some good tracks on it. I mean, Boyfriend for a while, yeah. I feel like was one of his most popular songs. Oh yeah, definitely. That's a good one. And uh shout out to um you know, the Buzz Lightyear name drop. <laughs> <laughs> It's always a plus. <laughs> um, yeah, and then what else is good on this album? Uh, I do like the title track, actually. He's got good, really good title tracks. Yeah, I definitely. I think he t- and this he- album actually... Sorry, go go ahead. No, I'm just saying I think he takes advantage of the title. I feel like a lot of artists don't really even do that anymore. You know, and I think oh, it's yeah. cool maybe to name your album after like the overall concept, but I think he does a good job of like... I think a big thing used to be that the title track was always like the one people were looking forward to. Um, yeah. And I think he does a good job of capitalizing on his title track. But continue. Definitely. Um, yeah. Then it has Beauty and a Beat, which is very good. And uh, I had the Just Dance game with that one on it. So <laughs> that was that was good. You learned all the moves, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. I keep every time I hear it, all I think about it is the moves. It's, <laughs> it's like up, down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And then this album contains actually my favorite song of his, which is Die in Your Arms. Die in Your Arms is a really good song. That's it's a great so song. Good. I think yeah. it's just combines like all the things he's really good at, which is like the the vocal harmonies, um, but also just the really fun vocal melody where like he feels like he's kind of just going like all over the place, but like in a good way. Yeah. And also this the drum beat. Like I feel like it's a weird thing. Oh yeah. But just the bass and drums is so like it's a, such a great groove. It is for sure. So yeah, that's yeah. major plus for that album for sure. Um and yeah, next I apparently controversial just because of opinions, but changes, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. It's something that I mean, I have for one thing been listening to it a lot this year and mm-hmm. it's um yeah, I don't know. It's good. It's got a lot that I like. Of course, I touched on the opening track all around me, mm-hmm. um, which is just very atmospheric. Yeah, yeah. Just I listen to very, it. Very. I, I like how the guitar is so reverbed out, and Justin is just in the forefront, just delivering his vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I really like habitual intentions, as mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Is good, available. Uh, 
Second Emotion, Get Me, ETA. Look, I like a lot of this album. <laughs> That's what Love Is is pro- was like my favorite song for like a month, probably. I, I used to oh, that yeah. Song. That's just a that really, guitar is so good. That, I th- I, it's a really great song just because I like how it's just him and the guitar, you know? Um, yeah, definitely. I, the biggest thing with this album for me is like I like a lot of the songs. I feel like sometimes it's hard for me to listen to it through because it just feels like very split like there's all it mm. i don't know like i don't feel like it blends always super well it kind of has different sections to it. it yeah yeah but i really do i mean there was definitely like a lot like at least a month where there was like i was listening to a lot of certain tracks from this where it's like oh or sections like i love these three songs i'm just gonna listen to these three um yeah and it's long and so there's i feel like you, you can always find at least a couple that you really like yeah i definitely come back to quite a few of these decently often and yeah i don't know it's got some good stuff like like again i want to say i don't know i don't really come to justin's music half the time for the lyrics yeah yeah. like i don't know like it's more of the sound the sound and it just makes you happy you know yeah exactly that's the that's the thing about it uh yeah i think i don't know i think it's kind of redundant to go to one of his songs and be like okay i'm gonna nitpick the lyrics now yeah yeah it's like it's fun like to sing in my car it's fun to like hum along yeah. to to like pretend like you are like or look forward to like little sections yeah exactly it's yeah different kind of music yeah and honestly that makes it even better uh for when there is a lyric that's like oh wait that was pretty good yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> like i wasn't expecting that wow yeah exactly um and yeah a uh, good title track once again mm-hmm. um and yeah and then of course number one purpose what oh. else needs to be said honestly, honestly purpose is like one of the only albums where i consider the deluxe edition tracks to be like as p- part of the album you know like there are a lot of them like yeah you get used to it even all in it like they're just so yeah. on par with all the other songs like i listen to them as a part of the rotation Oh, 100%. I I feel so bad if I listen to the album and stop at the track 13. It's like, no, you, ha- you have to keep Well, going. yeah, and it feels like 18, all in it is feels more like a better conclusive moment than 13. 13 definitely feels like there's more coming, you know? Yeah, uh, And I think I eight, 18 feels a lot more like f- final. Uh, but yeah. yeah, there's, I mean, the, there's just some great song. Like, I feel like there's only like a couple where it's like, eh, I mean, uh, maybe I'll skip it, but like, there's just so many I come back to. Yeah. Like, of course, like the, uh, the singles on it, mm-hmm. you know, they've been played a bunch. So maybe I'll be like, eh, I don't know, but that's not saying they're bad. They're just, they're good. They've just been played a lot. Right. Um, like, what do you, I mean, what a flex though, like out of context, putting, what do you mean sorry and love yourself one after the other? Like, <laughs> it's just like, here's one, and then here's one, and then here's like three of the biggest songs of the last decade. Um, oh, right, for real, and they're all next to each other. Yeah, it, and I mean, Company is six, and Company might be like top three on this album for me. I love that song. Yeah, yeah, I love Company, I'll Show You. Oh, uh, I'll Show That's You. A good one. I mean, because Mark My Words feels more like... uh like a kind of like a prelude like a, like a prologue like it's like very like it's almost kind of like setting you up for the sound even kind of like yeah. the first song uh in changes like it feels like that oh yeah and then i'll show you feels more like all right here's like the 
exposition like here's what the album actually is like it expands in that chorus and it's so so fun yeah for sure uh then no pressure yeah that's a good one it's just such that's a good it's so interesting because it's a pretty long song but it it works very well well the hook i love the hook uh, the you don't gotta you don't gotta make your mind up yeah it's just so it's just so catchy Uh, and like the i don't know what it is but it's almost like a foghorn kind of thing sound effect they use like the beat is just great in that one. Oh yeah yeah for sure jeez that's that definitely top three for me from this album i think yeah it's underrated um, i feel like maybe another potentially underrated one is life is worth living yeah that's a just, good song just him and the piano yeah that a lot and then i think yeah get, as you mentioned like bin you get used to it all in it mm-hmm. and i think my favorite deluxe track might be trust potentially mm, yeah i mean like all five of them are so strong i feel like a lot of even now like deluxe albums like it's like the target exclusive and then there's one track you know it's like okay yeah. i thanks. feel like deluxe albums aren't really as common now because it used to be a, like on release day you get the album and the deluxe one and sometimes now you don't, don't even get deluxe at all yeah it's like it's just i mean with chance the rapper you get um what to 25 songs and it's like and I feel on the like, standard edition on the standard edition <laughs> that's the right? only edition <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's honestly a great album. And every time I look at the track list, I'm like, yeah, that's really good. <laughs> it is. It is a good It is a good album. And I think uh, it like signaled a lot of where like pop music headed in the next like few years, you know? Yeah, 100%. Um, like honestly. I said, it really popularized the, um, the, the tropical the tropical house, you know? Yeah. Um, and because yeah. I like before that, a lot of it in the early 2010s was just like um, EDM, like just build to the, like the huge drop and then it goes crazy. Where like this is a lot more just like chill drops, chill builds, um, a lot more low key, which we're now even seeing with trap music where it's like very chilled out, relaxed, not over the top, minimalistic. And I think mm-hmm. that this kind of was a little, was pretty. I don't want to say like revolutionary because like people did this before him, but he really popularized yeah. it, you know, because it's like Justin Bieber. He's every, yeah, everyone's going to hear hear the album. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, going back to trust real quick. I just I don't know. I just love that song. It just opens up with like these insane falsetto vocals that I cannot pull off and I'm not going to try to. Um, <laughs> and then like right after that it like goes perfectly you hear like this uh reverbed snare drum and then it just drops this thick bass drum and it's like i believe in love so good oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh but yeah in uh yeah that's my ranking anyway yeah there uh, yeah and i think this might be a good place to potentially end this lovely talk with yeah, that was mr talk. noah of before jane <laughs> thank you yeah so yeah look up uh before jane again and also uh check out my podcast secondhand film critics if we talked about movies a Definitely. little bit on this podcast uh so if you liked that little bit of movie talk where what was it like a very murray christmas uh yep. check out the then you sec- got you got hours of that available at your fingertips buddy exactly exactly um yeah joe go uh check out secondhand film critics i do it with my good friend kayla Fanoff, and we talk about uh lots of different movies i mean contemporary too but now we're right now we're doing a few more like 
retrospective stuff because there's not as much new stuff coming out. I mean, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, Gabe was on one of our episodes where he talked about the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy, which was a very fun time. So if you like indeed Gabe's persona, then check out that episode because it's more of him. Indeed. Yeah, that's it. That's me. Very good. And I suppose, oh, well, what is your Twitter? Actually, just plug your all your socials while yeah, you're on it, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think everywhere I'm Noah underscore H, but the underscore you spell out. So it's Noah write out underscore and then H it's, 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 it's very clever. It's kind of clever. It's not really <laughs> clever, but I like to think it's funny. Um, yeah, that, yeah. I'm basically there every Twitter, Instagram, I mean, Facebook, but yeah, just yeah. probably just Why are you Twitter and Instagram, you know, <laughs> honestly, yeah. I don't even know anymore. I ask myself that every day. Why am I here? Why am I on Facebook? Yes, that is the episode, everybody. Hope to see you all on maybe another episode. Feel free to leave suggestions in the comments if there's anyone you want to be on the podcast, and I might consider it. So, yes. Thank you all for watching. See you guys later. I don't know. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Farewell, everyone. Say Ferris. (laughs) 